Hey, you're just starting the Trek Off podcast now, so it's a good time for you to subscribe to a new podcast, too. The Totally Super Podcast is me and my good friend Arthur reviewing every single superhero movie ever made. That's right. It's called Totally Super. It's put out by Geeks Radio. It's like Trek Off, but for superhero movies. Maybe not quite so dirty, but it's still fun. So check out Totally Super. Search for it right now. Whatever you're listening on right now, whatever you found Trek Off on, just use that to find Totally Super and subscribe. Okay, enjoy Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin, ready for part two of our Ready Player One discussion. Alexi and I have just been through clearly differences on how we feel about the the movie versus the book of ready player one we've talked a lot about whether or not the book should be the the same as the movie we've gone into that but we're about to ask a question a key question to alexia and uh here we go with part two if you're by the way if you're just hearing this and you haven't listened to part one go back and listen to the episode before this one because it's great and this is even better enjoy track off okay so let's let's start with this let's start with this as a film going to what i said what criticism can be lobbied this film if the book did not exist if there was no book if there was you're no gonna book, laugh at this because i find it funny but it's true okay believability okay like so oh god like where do you even start man there's so much I like know. um that's what we're here to do, though, right? That's uh, Yeah, it is. It is. It's just like, I don't know where to start because there's be, so... It's going to be a really short podcast. It's like, fuck this film. No, I like it. Let's trek off for this week. Let's <laughs> trek off. Bye. Trek off, bitches. We're done. Um, so, okay. Huh. Let me start by saying I felt emotionally manipulated by my nostalgia. And it and it and, it's, and it, it felt calculated, and it was only upon the second viewing, like it kind of worked the first time I watched it. Like the very beginning when they're in the stacks, it's like, like jump by Van Halen. I'm I'm just saying, like the feeling of it, the vibe of it, and this is on purpose. I'm clear this is on purpose. It felt like i was watching and that's what i mean by i felt manipulated by my by my nostalgia like say what you will about the book and the fact that it is a love letter to the 80s i do not believe that being said i do not believe that he uses that he used that to manipulate me into liking the book okay and that is a key difference like i believe my nostalgia was used against me in the film because the against very beginning you. felt like well, you, you know what I mean, like was used to try to elicit a specific response. It was to go, remember how much you loved? Remember how you felt when you watched The Last Starfighter? Didn't it feel just like this? And it did. Like the beginning of that of, of, of Ready Player One, if you played it like side by side with or back to back with the, the with that movie. Like, you would find, wow, yeah, like, it feels like The Last Starfighter. Like, it does. Because he's, like, in a in a, in a trailer park. Right, and he's, that, like, helping out the old lady fix stuff. But that's a, the, both, both of those things are, are from the book. Those two uh, items uh, uh, are uh, from the book. No, they're not. The music that was played there is not from the book. 
but the music that's played there is not in The Last Starfighter. But it is evocative of The Last Starfighter. In that it's from the 80s. No, no. The Last Starfighter does not play Van Halen. (laughs) I'm telling you, the score... Fucking watch it again, man. Like, I know The Last Starfighter better than you, okay? And I am telling you that that is clearly what I was meant to feel there. Like, that it was calculated. And I'm fucking on to you, Spielberg, okay? Um, That's, like, in the book. Like, if we're going to compare it to the book. The book, it's bleak as fuck, man. The stacks are not a happy place. And, like, that is, like, a Spielbergian thing, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Is this... Even when you're taking something like a fucking trailer park, right? Somehow, it's still pretty nice. Like somehow, there's there's uh, yeah, there's sort of a tone or a a temper of optimism there that like doesn't really make any fucking sense. Like happy poor people, right? And it's like I love that about the '80s, right? Because poorness and 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 desolation sucks, right? But I am, I, as an adult, when I go back and watch that, like, I can recognize, like, it's ridiculous. Like, these people live in a fucking trailer park and everything is like, it's so homey and they're a happy little, co- like, and I don't, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I didn't get that at I've all. I've never I lived in a trailer I get, park. But, I, I, but, I get that you're, you're, you're supposed to enjoy the beginning of the film. But the trailer park opens with, with, with happy music, but, but I, I think that's just not just happy music. It is. There's underscoring in the fucking in there that like, I'm telling you that's there in the score of this film in multiple places that is meant to make you feel a thing that is meant to make you feel what you felt when you watched that movie. The the trailer part. That is is on purpose. The the stacks are not desolate. No, the stacks. Now his home life is you get the sense, you know, no, he gets punched out. Even his out home by, life, right? Like no, his home I'm sorry. I'm sorry, the, dude. He gets he gets punched out by his mother's lover. He gets punched sure, in the face. Sure, but like for, not that's, his mother. That's it's dark. His aunt. That's dark. That is that is a dark moment. <laughs> you can't say that's not a dark moment. Fine, it's not as dark because everything else is so strangely optimistic. It's really jarring. It feels like it's a different film. Like that's what I'm saying. Like within the film itself, film. there are these fucking problems that have nothing to do with the book, and that's one of them. And like, and in this too, like somehow we've got this. Like in the book, like his aunt isn't like nice. Are, okay. You know what I mean? Like his aunt is kind of a bitch. Oh, yeah, but like, I asked you to start. But I asked you to start by lobbying criticisms of the film. Sorry, that all right, you're right. I, I digress. So, so okay. Living, so, so, so let me let me just say this the, then. Like the, the biggest the, hold point. On, hold on, hold on. Living poor in the stacks. So to address what you said, and sort of the 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 fun Oliver Twistness of that is not is 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 present in plenty of films, eighties, nineties, seventies, today, beyond. You know that we that we have enjoyed before. It is. There's nothing necessarily no, wrong there, with it, but it's there's something the specific here. No, I'm not talking about even the book. There is. I am. I was evident when I am evident to the fact, and you know how easy I am to emotionally manipulate. I'm a very emotional person. Like when I see through you, you have fucked up. Like fucking Transformers when you did that whole shit with Bumblebee. Like when I see your little the puppet strings, the emotional puppet strings, you fucked up, man. 
It's not hard. I cry at De Beers commercials for Christ's sake. It is not difficult to get emotion out of me. All right. But when it's that blatant that you are manipulating them, you had done fucked up. And that's what happened there. Like I, I knew how exactly how I felt. I felt like I was watching a movie from the 80s. I felt like I was watching The Last Starfighter. I felt exactly like that. And what and that, and that has emotions the and nostalgia attached to it. And that was on purpose. And I would be I curious think, to know I how think, somebody I still think it's who didn't book. have I still that think the felt book. watching that. I think that you are railing against it from the beginning. I think that if you watched a movie that tried to make you feel like you're watching a movie from the 80s and there was no there was no book to tell you that you're supposed to be expecting a dark dystopian really hard you know hard blade runnerish sci-fi you know aspect of of it. I think that you would be totally fine. I think you would love it. But I think that You're that- right. Maybe it might have worked on me. Maybe I wouldn't have seen through it. That's a fair point. It's possible. But Fine, we'll table that for a moment. Okay. I would say the single biggest thing that is glaringly wrong with this film, be having nothing to do with the book whatsoever. Welcome to the rebellion. What? I why why what explain what's the problem Fucking there? What? Outside of the book, outside of it not being no, the book, no, what's outside the problem? of the fucking book. You tell me. You're watching a fucking movie, okay? She's running a rebellion. She's a fucking high school kid. She's running she's a rebellion. She's like, tw- she's like twenty, but whatever, dude. Fine, she's twenty. How many twenty-year-olds do you know that are running a rebellion? Leia. The most fam- famous Fine. rebellion. How many twenty-year-olds that are not royalty do you know that are running a rebellion? <laughs> but she is Oasis royalty. Oasis yeah, I- royalty. I'm not talking about in the Oasis. I'm talking about in the real world. And while we're fucking at it, if she's running a motherfucking rebellion, why the fuck isn't she doing it in the Oasis? So she's running out of some kind of crazy rebellion in the real world. Okay, this twenty-year-old kid. She's running a rebellion in the real world, but she doesn't have a clan in the Oasis because that makes sense. Like we're having this rebellion outside, but in the Oasis, all bets are off, man. No, I'm on my own. All right, so I will lobby this criticism at the film and the book. Like, what the fuck? I will I will lobby this criticism at the film and the book. They're, the characters and what they do and what they're capable of and the time that they seem to have and the things that they know don't really work. No, like, you can't lobby it in the same way at the book. We're talking about the movie. Oh, so I we're can absolutely about lobby re- it. Talking you're, talking about somebody who is a, you're talking about somebody who's memorized every single episode of Family Ties. Now, I'm just pointing that out. It's, I'm not saying that's impossible to do, but also every Rush album and also has mastered every video game to the point where they can play the perfect game, which is something people try uh, their entire uh, lives to do with just one game. In the book, it is quite specific. It is made quite specific that he has found something that he's good at. Memory, memorizing family ties is what he's good no, at? No, 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 no. With, with respect to the video games. You can that, be good at a video no, game. No, no, no. Listen they, to that. He has a knack for it, that it was the first thing he ever found that he was like really good at finding. And everybody who's a real gamer knows this, particularly about old games. There's a pattern. And once you can, if you see pa- those patterns really well, 
it becomes a lot easier to beat those games, even if you've never played one before. You could pick one up and beat it for like almost simply, as opposed to someone who doesn't see those patterns, who doesn't understand the way that that programming worked then. And and that's stated in the book that he just has a knack for that. That he has a I'm, way of just seeing those those patterns of 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 the simulated AI. Like there are only this many kinds of actions that can take place, and he's good at spotting these things. And I guess my my my, po- my point is this: there's a, there's a term, a very sexist term called Mary Sue, which I wish it weren't gender specific. You know. So we'll call it Blibby Blob instead of Mary Sue, where it's a character that has 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 untold capabilities, capability to do absolutely anything that's put put in front of them to do. They happen to have, you know, people accused Ray of of that, that she can repair things and fight with a lightsaber and and run and and fly a ship and she has lived her entire life on a junk planet. There's no way she could have known all those things, but she can, you know, beat a trained Jedi. Like, you know what I mean? Like that people accused their characters sure. are accused of doing that. And I would say that you have to give that. And you'd say to- somehow that's true of Wade because here's the thing. He's a, he is Wade, a cool Wade is, Wade is, Wade is 17. Wade is 17 years old. And, and for he five is, years, he has done nothing. Since but he was 12. Since he was 12. From the age of 12. He's done nothing but study that stuff. And would you not agree that when you're younger, you absorb things quicker? I'm saying there wouldn't even be time to know the things that he would have to know unless he just happened to stumble on the exact things that were going to be in the Oasis. But Because one would assume if he's memorized every episode of Family Ties, then he's also memorized every episode of The Cosby Show and also every episode of Growing Pains. Why would you assume that? Why would you assume uh, that? It doesn't say it anywhere. Why would you assume that? Because... Everything that he's ever required to have known the answer to, he knows the answer to. Everything that in the book that comes up that there's this thing that he should know, of course he knows it because he's memorized that. But one must assume that if he's memorized every Rush album, then he must also have necessarily memorized, you know, everything by in excess and everything by Billy. Why? Why everything? Because they talk when they talk about a lot of the stuff that he's memorized or that he's taken particular time with usually there's he sort of specifically states because it was in the invitation or it was listed in you know anorak's almanac as as being well, anorak's one of his almanac is hundreds of pages of references of stuff that that this guy who died in his 80s loved over the course of his life specifically the 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 10 years and really even the book and the movie both expand that into the late 70s into the mid 90s so it's like these 13 14 years of of constant of yes but we're talking that then about he this revisited kid over the course of the rest of his adult life yeah and that's the thing that, that makes this over. make more sense much more sense in the book than it does in the fucking movie with this weird museum or whatever library my 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 point being is that it makes more sense in that context because he even talks about how he printed out a copy of it like a hard copy he took the time to print it out so even if he couldn't get on the internet or there was a blackout or whatever he could still access the almanac at all times so we're talking about a kid who is poor who doesn't have the resources to do anything but go to school and you're telling me that in his off time, because he doesn't have anywhere to go play with friends, he doesn't have any activities to go to, like, he doesn't have the time. I'm here to tell you he does. 
Most of the stuff that he does in that book, I could do. Not if you were going to so school am I Mary Sue? 30 hours a week with homework. Or a bibbity boppity or whatever. Like, Yeah, I, I, I'm I, just saying, look. I can I, quote but, all of War Games. So what? From beginning to end, every line from memory. Yes. I can quote can. every line from Labyrinth. I can quote every line from Clue. Every line from The Princess Bride. Every line from Short Circuit. From movies that most people every haven't even line, seen. Like, who's that line. girl? What are the first four lines of Short Circuit? What are the first four lines of Short Circuit? The first Dude, four lines. It's different. I mean, when I'm watching it, it matters. It's like when I'm listening to a song. Like, if you ask me to sing you the first five lines of a song that I know really, really well, I can't do it. But if I hear the lead in, I'm there, man. All right. So here's like, what I'm saying. I'm going to so bet you has, a thousand dollars. It's not like there isn't stuff there. And it isn't well, like in, with the respect in, in the game, when he's in war games, for instance, he, he does well for a while and he gets um, help. He, he racks up hints that he can use if he gets stuck. So it's not quite like there's no, like he's just fucked. Okay. I'm just saying it's, it's, he's not the, the bippity boppity you're calling him. Okay. Like Am I, it's not. My, my point is, and you couldn't do all of that at age 17, as much as you may have loved those things, you have not had the time to revisit it the amount of time. But my point being, and I, I don't did, want to get bogged. I, I knew that, that I could, the reason I could quote that shit today is because I watched it so much as a kid. See, as a kid, I was like a shut-in, dude. I didn't have friends. Like, I just I don't didn't think there have, would be enough hours in the day you in would, your childhood. You would be wrong do, about that, to is what I'm telling you. much as he, my point being, let, 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 me get, let me get back to this. I am not going to say that her leading the rebellion is the strongest choice. Um, oh, good. I'm, I'm glad and, we can agree on that. At least. And and I will say this: even her leading the rebellion, I think that the line "Welcome to the rebellion" is so on the nose that it's on the nose. I mean, I wouldn't even call it's just bad. It's so bad. Like I actually out loud groaned, like reflexively. It wasn't like I know you think people do things sometimes if they're in an audience because blah blah. Like I don't have that shit. Like I was at home alone nobody to hear me i couldn't stop myself i was like oh wow really it's so bad and like not even just that like the in the book they're able to accomplish what they're able to accomplish like because of ogden morrow and way to waste ogden morrow in that whole fucking film by the way just waste him especially when you have somebody as awesome as simon peg playing him like really like it took me a while i was like wait is that even is that simon Pe- it is isn't it Oh, cool. Thinking, you know, they were going to be using him. And he's in what, maybe three scenes? Well, when he's the librarian, he's in more than three scenes. Oh, geez. It's a fucking librarian. Just fucking shoot I me liked now. that. I thought, are, are, in the librarian with that whole thing. How does that even work? How does that even? This was what I'm talking about with respect to just within the film. Let's not talk about the book. Just within the film. How the fuck does that even work? It's a I library. Are there separate instances of this librarian? What about when this was a big deal and Gunter's everywhere? We're all about it. It isn't five years and everybody's kind of waned. Like everybody's like all about it. So they're theoretically threading. They're, they're theoretically they're flooding said library, right? Where the f- how the fuck is everybody able to do these things at the same time? There's one librarian, or are there multiple instances of the librarian? We never get into that. We never see that. And every time there's a crowd there, it seems like there's just the one guy. Have you, I mean, you remember back in the day, because we're both old, you remember when you had to go to the library and you had to go find something and you had to go to the reference desk and there was that one lady at the reference desk and you had to fucking wait. Do you remember that? Because I remember waiting. What the fuck? It doesn't work. 
I think you put. You think there's not enough time for this. Wade? I, I, I don't. I don't know how to respond to the, your anger at the librarian. Like it's. it's it doesn't like, make any it, sense. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. How does it make think, sense for you? I, I think it makes as much sense as, as Star Wars or Jurassic Park or. No, or to the no, future. it doesn't. How does it make sense? How could anybody be accessing the information at the same time? Well, there was just back when it was a place that people went all the time. There was just what a line around the planet. What? Well, one would assume that this is just the library where he can get to. So that's just. Why well, would just... one assume that? They never say anything about it. He talks about it like it's this one place. This is the place. Not this whole planet, because that's the thing. In the book, a lot of times, if there's multiple instances of stuff, he fucking says that shit. Because that makes sense. The What I saw doesn't make any sense. I saw a guy go into a place that's not even a real place with not even a real librarian, and he goes, and if you think it took him, if you think he didn't have the time at 17 to know the things that he did by reading Anorak's Almanac, he sure as fuck didn't have the time to watch every little snippet of life that the dude put in that library. That is a time problem. Some people can read really fast. You don't see I'm a problem there? I don't think that the answers weren't all in Anorak Salman. If we want to go there, like you go there, there are like what? 180 episodes of family ties. You know, one has to assume that's not the only 80 show he watched all of. We know that he watched all the sure. night. Writer, so there yeah. are, you know, how many episodes of that? Like I worked out at one point how long it would take to watch all of Star Trek, right? I, I go, okay, there's a there's 78 original episodes, 177 next gen, 170 something of DS9, 160 something of Voyager. I think there's like just like 104 or of, uh, of Enterprise. So I, I, I tried to work out like assuming that I gave myself, you know, eight hours to sleep every night and two hours to sleep and two hours to do, you know, normal showering eating pooping you know whatever over the course of the day if i were to spend 10 hours a day how long would it take me to watch all of star trek one time and it was really long it was a it was a couple of months like it was a few months okay how, so how many times months. would i have how many times would i have to watch them to memorize every line in every episode now I've watched Yeah, but he didn't basic- say he memorized every line of every episode of Star Trek. He memorized every line of every episode of Family Ties. And Family Ties is a 30-minute show, which means it's really only 20 minutes. And there are far- and there's only one Family Ties. There are there isn't like Family Ties and then Family Ties the spin-off and then Alex's years and then now we follow Mallory. Like there's just the one. Thank goodness for that, by the way. Let's I'll agree. <laughs> that out there we can agree on that one we can agree we can agree there (laughs) it's really good that there was never mallory exclamation point (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm really glad they never i did enjoy mallory as a character i would not have watched a show about her but look i I will i will come i I will say this i will say that that if you put the book under a certain certain amount of of scrutiny the book falls apart let's say like like the book starts to crumble at let's say 15% pressure and i would say the movie starts to crumble at like 5% pressure it takes a lot less to break the logic of the movie i agree with you there i agree with you know but it's just you know it it's just like Harry Potter that you have to deal with it harry potter doesn't make any sense you know i was listening to a podcast the other day it really made me laugh about about how uh, that the, specifically about arthur weasley in in the in in the how Arthur Weasley is like the dumbest guy in all of Harry Potter, and they <laughs> said specifically in the books he asks questions like, "How does Muggle money work?" 
and the, the podcaster said, you know, with numbers, you know, it's, it's, it increases by one. <laughs> like, I'm, sure, I'm sure the prices are different on things, but, but how does muggle money work? How does that work? You, the more of it you have, the more of it you have. The one that says 20, there are 20 of those. And this is a guy, this is the guy who's in charge of all the muggle artifacts at the Ministry of Magic. He is, he is presumably the most educated guy when it comes to muggle stuff. How does muggle money work? Yes, it's ridiculous. It's, I'm just, they're so, yes, that shit. I'm just saying that that shit's all over this film. They all just what happen to live within five miles of each other. Oh, that's yeah, you're right. Putting him, putting him, in, putting him in Columbus is is. I I will agree with like you it too. just doesn't it just doesn't make sense like the idea of and here's the thing like when you think about it when it, when you stop and you think about it and you go okay. That is true of 80s. There are plenty of 80s films in which these kids go on like a fantastic adventure, right? On their own in the real world without parental units. But think about what those adventures look like and what they and the time frame that they span and what they're up against. Sure, but I'm used to Star Trek logic. I'm used to you know, Deep Space Nine, which by the seventh season of Deep Space Nine, literally the security guard of Deep Space Nine is is we've talked about this before. Is yeah, the, the way that most everybody just happens to, to be the everybody. You're right, is the and most if I watched it, like, like the if the, I watched this as a kid, maybe I wouldn't notice this shit. You're right, maybe it wouldn't even occur to me. But I'm thinking, like, for instance, you could have made this movie. I think a good template for this movie would have been Goonies, and you could have done it, and it would have been great. It could have been like a mesh of like Goonies and Stand by Me, and it would have been fucking great. There's there is ways to build tension like that first. The only thing I like about the first gate was that at least there was some brain power required to beat it. But like the fact like and this is important that this kid is so poor and his like and now we're going to get into shit, though, like fucking this. This is about the book and Artemis. So, being so can I can I at least tiny? But we, I'm just saying if, fine, well, if we well, stay well, just let within me, the let realm me do, of the Let me say this much in in as, in terms of just the, the, the criticism you're lobbying as, as at the movie as a whole before we get to the book comparison, because we literally can't go. I literally can't go three hours. I got about 25 minutes left to wrap up our whole discussion. So let me just answer. OK, well, that so that part. means we're not. This means it's going to have we're going to have to keep talking about this. Let's just no, no, but the, the, we will. We'll I think we'll talk into... about this for, for episodes to come. But for just a two minute yes. answer to what you're saying, my my thing is here. I think that there is um, I think that I look at, I watch a lot of food critic shows and stuff. And when I look at like shows like chopped and, and when you have the judges judging what looks like a fairly decent meal, but coming across what they, they consider are problems. And because they are looking at it with a certain kind of eye, they have an enjoyment of things is different than, than I would. Um, because when I, when I eat a meal, I'm like, Oh yeah, just let, let it just wash over me. I think that comedy is like that for me a lot. I think that if I'm not in a particular mood to watch comedy, I cannot watch funny movies most of the time because I'm just not in a mood. I I can tell they're trying to make me laugh and it pisses me off. I think that this movie is is much more surface than the book and much more visceral than the book. And if you're walking, it just into, it strains believability. Oh, they hear me out. My turn. Within my turn. Shit. My turn. All right, go ahead. <laughs> you had your turn. 
I think that if you are walking into this movie, not having read the book, and you are like, ah, let this just happen. Let it wash over me. I think that it can be a highly enjoyable experience. But I think much like watching uh, a comedy, if you are not in the mood for what this movie wants to offer, if you are walking into the movie with your arms with your arms folded, um, I think that... That is not fair. I, th- I, think that, I think that you are more likely to have problems with, with the logic. And there are logic leaps. There are things that don't make sense, but I'm willing to kind of go with it because I'm, I am enjoying what the movie's giving me. Now, that being said, that being said, um, we've, can we agree that we like the spectacle of the film? No. No, okay, okay, we'll disagree on that. What, what's, what's your, real briefly- <laughs> I'm just saying, what's like, your, there's, it's all spectacle. I'm just saying, like, this is legitimately, like, you're being unfair to me right now. I didn't go in with my arms folded. I, I told you. I told you, you, you specifically did. because you said what you said. I tried to come in and just be like, you know what? Don't think about the book. Don't think about that it should be like this in the book. Just let this movie wash over you like you're just watching a movie. But you can't just do that. Enjoying... I can't do that. A person can't do that. If you walk in. I, I, I admit I'm, I'm, I'm saying I tried. And my, the <laughs> yeah, point I, is I because I that. tried, I didn't walk in there all grumbly with my arms across my chest like it's going to suck. It's dumb and it's going to suck and it's stupid. I didn't do that. I tried to come and maybe my arms, instead of being crossed over my chest, they were open wide and maybe they were a little bit tense, but they were still open wide. OK, my point being because because I can tell you this, the first time I watched it. I did get some enjoyment out of it. I would I would liken much much more extremely. It's this is like it, it reminded me somewhat of when we watched Star Trek Into Darkness. Like when we watched that movie the first time, we were both so excited that it was just another Star Trek movie. Remember? And when yeah. you listen to like what we said right after we watched the movie. Of course, we immortalized that in film because, of course, we yes, did. we did. So you can see how, like, we're all like stars in our eyes, and oh, and this part, oh, and that was so great. And then, like, when we watched it again, and if and if in the second watching, all of these cracks are apparent, that's a problem. Like, because that's not true of other movies that I have watched, and that was true of this one. Like, I like they were there, and I at the first time. And I allowed the, you know, the nostalgia moments, like the, 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 you know, the little moment of when they did the fucking, you know, back to the future music and the Rubik's Cube and the, and like, I was like, oh, it was cool. Like, I know why you liked it. I know that you liked all the horror stuff because you love Chucky. I know you loved that shit. And I know that you loved it. And and I love, and I know that you loved seeing the shining in there, but like Uh, the thing is, and I, and I, and. I, like I the know. Race. I thought the race, the race, I really, 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 really did. And like, I, and I had to admit, like, I loved her bike. You know me, I love, I ride a bike. I love bikes. And I love that she had this sweet ass bike. And, and it just, but she had to be rescued by him right off the bat, which pissed me off. And that has nothing to do with the book. That's just me watching the movie. Okay. Um, and like, of course, one could argue that in the book she does very little of consequence. To, this, I, to you could, I mean, I feel like they did. Th- they did. I felt um, like they tried to do things in the movie to compensate for the shit they took away from her. 
All right, so let's like do to this. try so to this balance is, it out in the end. The but in any case, we're just sticking we're, to the movie we're talk as about, a movie we're... experience. And I'm saying I know why you liked it because you liked The Shining, and I even liked that moment because I liked The Shining, and I liked seeing recreated moments of it, and I and it was fun, and I and you know what? The moment there are like little moments that are just not worth the whole movie for me. Like the moment when she pulls him out of the crowd is Goro, and then like chest bursts out. And then rips up the thing and then is like with the teeth from the chest burster. That shit made me laugh. It was great. I loved that moment. That moment was like all full of happiness for me. But it is not worth all of the fucking shit that doesn't make sense and doesn't work in the movie. That moment isn't worth it. And like, and even, and you know what? I even watched special features on this fucking film. And I heard my best friend talking about it, okay? And... I don't think he was as happy with what happened as as he tries to portray because he admits that. And that's the thing. When you read the book, there's not a lot of references to horror. Maybe not any. Because he wasn't really into horror. And like, I guess it's true. So there's all these horror elements. And I know you loved that. And that spoke to you. And so this movie got to you in a way that the book maybe even didn't because it was like, you love that stuff. And I'm a fan of horror. Like, I, I do like horror. I watched a lot of horror growing up. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and The Shining and Amityville, all that stuff. Like, like I was just, we were just talking about this, actually, because it's, you know, obviously it's October right now. And I was on the, I was on Voodoo looking and they have a lot of great free with ads. And they had critters. I was like, oh, sweet, they have critters. And Mr. A is like, critters. Oh, I was terrified of that. And I was like, what? They're so cute. And he yeah. just like looked at me blankly. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was a weird kid. Like- well, you know, we keep we we keep bouncing across this. So so, and we are going to talk about this probably for years to come. Maybe we'll do a a a, a second, you know, round. We have two to do podcast. a second that is a comparison. But I don't, don't want to split this into two parts. I want to bring this to to a, a close. And I think the one thing we have to talk about that, like like everything else about the film, you would not be angry at a film that didn't quite make logical sense, and you would not be angry at uh, at a film that that didn't work for you because of, of the cracks in the logic or had too much spectacle. I would. But well we, here's we were I see, angry I, here's Star Trek into you, Darkness. You, you just you just wouldn't care. If it was just if it no, was No, did we not care about Star Trek into Darkness? Did we not care? We did when care. We, watched we, lo- it a we second loved it. Time. I'm saying I'm saying if this was random, you know, like there there are random sci-fi movies that come out sometimes. And if this were a random sci-fi movie that you saw and had this spectacle, you'd probably you might walk away going, Yeah, it's too much spectacle, it's just too much, you know, whiz bang and not for me. The thing that you were angry about ahead of time, I think we were we'll be remiss if we don't spend time talking about her is Artemis. That we need to talk about Artemis because that's that's been your issue. And I will jump in by saying that in rereading the book, they have um, they list her her size and weight in the book. They actually call out what it is. And she is Mm -hmm. 20 pounds over overweight. Yep. She's 20 pounds more than her ideal weight. Yeah, and she's um, and she's and she's called Rubenesque from the very first time he's de- she's described. But I'm saying they list and her they list her stocky. height and weight. They list I'm just her height saying, and weight. Like I haven't gotten that far in my reread, but I'm I'm not surprised that they do. Yeah, and when they list her height and weight, um uh she is uh she is She's not this skinny little thing that we see in the fucking movie at all. Oh, I don't think they portrayed the the uh, I don't see her as really? skinny or I Are again, you kidding? I, 
Did you see her? You don't think I, she's skinny? I didn't think about it. She wasn't she wasn't portrayed as a sex object, certainly. Um Really? Yeah. I didn't Are see you her. how was she not portrayed as a sex object? And this is the this is something I had a because problem. Because I as a red blooded American male Wade, did not frankly, I as a red blooded American male did not look at her sexually once through the entire movie. <laughs> I as someone who 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 when I see a sex object being that you know I am built the way I am go ooh for a second I didn't ever get an ooh moment looking at her not once you mean in the real world or in the oasis um in the real world in the oasis the her and the dress was pretty slinky and hot uh-huh but but what you just said it she wasn't sexualized I but you I feel like that, that was, answer I one I was I went ooh that's sexy and hot but I mean I was not I'm never attracted in that way to a cartoon. Dude, what? I, I, we're talking about intent here. I'm not talking about whether or not your dick got hard. Okay, yeah, right. I get it. It's 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 not. I, I get you're out like ooh, it's CG porn. I'm all as, about a, it. as opposed to I'm as saying, opposed to let's say Psylocke in the X Men movies. Like, like, like that. I didn't feel like that was being done. Um, but again, you know, you you took issue with with her her size. I took huge. Shape I, of, I took and take huge issue with her size, especially where we theoretically had come socially. Uh, you know, it's like it's just it's like a blow, man. It's like, and it's like, I don't have any, I don't have a problem with the actress. Like she, she, I don't have a problem with, you know, that aspect of it. Like, it's not her fault. Like it's, I just, why did she need to look like that? Because that's, what's palatable. And like, not just her, but Wade, frankly, both of them. I feel like there's an injustice being done there, not just in the real world, but in the simulation. Like the thing that was great about Artemis was that even in the simulation, the only thing she changed about herself was the Port Weinstein. That's it. It was the only thing that was different about her avatar and her in real life. And for Wade, the same was true. He had he they, he talks about how how poor he was, and the fact that like in the Oasis that he was still poor there, and the only thing he had was one of the default skins of like jeans and a t-shirt. And the only changes he made was he made himself a little bit taller and slimmer. But he didn't make himself something totally different. And like H, it is super important and relevant that in the Oasis, H was an her avatar was an old white guy. Important means something because that's what's powerful. There's an acknowledgement there that if I was to be what I, who I actually am, which is the minorityest of the minorities. I don't remember her being called white ever in the book. Well, I just read it, friend. I will. I. I fucking a. Me where's too. my fucking? But okay, where's my I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Like I, I just read it recently, like that section where it described her avatar. All right. And I. I fucking damn it. I. I should have. I knew I should have bookmarked it for this very reason. Should have known you would doubt me. But I'm telling you, it's. It is. <laughs> it is clear. Like it is white. And that is evident. And it's on purpose. You know what I'm saying? On fucking purpose, man. 
for reals. I'm going to look it up. I feel like I have to look it up now. All right. Well, well you don't have time to look it but up right now. You, look it up have, uh, you know what? For next time, I will have. I'm, I will go back. I will bookmark the page and I'll have it for next time because it's said. But in any case, like those things are important. And the fact that both her, both Artemis and Wade have like weird scaly f- like faces and hair and he has this weird hybrid cloud thing going on and like seems to have all this money and he can travel and you know like it's important that he's stuck on Ludus and that that's important in that the that the beginning of like getting a start you didn't have to have money you didn't have to be anybody to have a shot that's a huge part of Halliday's contest the fact that anyone because it's on a, a like a, the learning planet like th- that has so much relevance and the fact that you didn't have to have money or resources to be able to find the first gate and that after you get to the first gate you're get you're given enough money and and experience levels to be able to continue your search but like that everybody is starting on an equal playing field theoretically that's important and and like I don't know, and I'll say that I like I admit their their avatars looked cool. I was like, that's cool looking, but why did we do it? Because it's a movie. Because it's a big budget blockbuster. So, like let's let, let's be clear. Like and that's let, what I'm th- saying. Like you could have saved money. And here's another thing about the no, fucking you, you movie. could not. Like it makes no saved- sense. How did they hack his rig? They could make things look realistic, but nobody looks realistic. But that's on purpose. So they hack Sorrento's rig to make him think that he's out of the Oasis, but he's not really out of the Oasis. And this guy is such a fucking dummy that he has his password. I mean, he's actually the head of operations, and he used to code and do stuff. But he somehow has this his password literally next to his hand on his rig. Actually, okay, I kind of yeah, love sure. that. I, I kind of love that scene because I can't tell if that scene is computer generated or not i've watched it a bunch of times and i think that scene may actually be cgi or at least and that's gave- great if it is but they should have they could have done my point is they could have done the whole movie and it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why is it why is that photorealistic but nothing else is everybody wants things to look at computer draft computer generated that's what you're saying and the Maybe. Oasis, the world shouldn't look that world. They should like it's. They shouldn't look that way. That doesn't make sense. I think everyone just they, kind of wants to look. Everyone that we meet kind of wants to look cool, you know. And and here's and I rock. Like, why the, is he the, working with the, the Sixers? Like, the, it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a great casting choice actually for that character. But why is he working with the fucking Sixers? Why wouldn't he just be one? What is the benefit to him helping them? But not being one, like not being on because their payroll. He, because he's trying to get rich and awesome. He doesn't want to be part of the. He just wants to be awesome. I like. I actually like that character choice. Here's the, the, here's the problem that I'm hearing from you. It's the problem I'm hearing from you. You don't like Hollywood unless Hollywood is doing exactly what you want them to. Well, this unless is, Hollywood is not being like is not treating is not acting like people like I, I don't understand. You're right. Get off right, my here. lawn. I, where, where are the movies of old? Like, I never... I, I would have been just as engaged if the first gate had been the way it was in the book. If it had been like, oh my gosh, he's he's found the tomb, he's all on his own, and it's like this scary thing, and the tension, and like, that's 
that's wrapped, man. Like that gets your attention. I, I, you don't have to be, oh my goodness, there's Kong and there's this and there's that and explosions and things. Like the thing is, the big fight at the end is all of that shit. Like you can have the lead up be just to that big thing. Like it doesn't all have to be spectacle all the fucking time. Like I just refuse to believe that people will not be entertained by anything. Less. I don't feel like it's spectacle all the time. I think it that is, there's, dude. Uh, that's I think, why they I love feel that like way. What did you just say? Movie. I think there's heart to the movie. I think there's a, a good amount of spectacle. I think maybe there's too much spectacle. Um, uh, I did not particularly like the the dance off scene. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like. I, it felt like too much of a pause. Um, I didn't. I didn't dig that. Uh, I really liked Sorrento. I like Sorrento way better in the movie than I do in the book. Um, I forget the actor's name playing him, but he's just the actor great. did fine. The actor is a good pick for Sorrento. But. Is, like, like he's just great at giving me uh, two movies in a row where he's playing bad guy, middle management. Like, I just like, like I, I liked him better. Yeah, he in the was movie. a good casting choice, and if they had actually done the movie the right way, I think that would have held. But I think what you get to now is like the so the the same year I think it was the same year it was this year maybe it was last year um, a sequel to Blade Runner came out I Blade Runner tw- Blade Runner twenty forty nine I have it but I now, still haven't watched it I need love to watch it or it. hate it and people come down on both sides I will say this about it it is a film that is true to the original it has a lot more action than the original but it's long and it has way a lot of philosophy and um a a lot of philosophy and a lot of intellectualism and a lot a lot of that um and it tanked at the boss box office i'm not even talking about intellectualism dude that's my point i am talking about building tension and suspense and not necessarily having it be about how many visual things can i throw at your face at once well i think what i'm saying is that this film needed necessarily to appeal to kids sure but think, do you think goonies does not appeal to kids do i think what goonies do kids not does that movie not appeal to kids i think that goonies sure sure goonies it's telling a different story than this goonies spends it's a very a, similar story though think no about goonies it. spends goonies spends a lot of time at home and a lot of time in hallways and you know it's they don't they didn't need to spend in goonies what they need to spend on this and frankly goonies wasn't competing at the box office with what this movie is competing with so i think it's fair to say you don't like hollywood if that's what you want to say i disagree well that's definitely this has been hollywood eyes and i think i truly think that hollywood is out of touch that they are driving the car and they don't know where the car's going anymore. I really feel that way a lot of the time with with many movies that they put out at this point. Because I there's just this idea of if it's not nonstop action, people are not going to be interested and it will lose their attention because something crazy hasn't happened in the last 30 seconds. And you're a good barometer for that because you typically feed into it. I, well, I, you see, I, here, here's the thing. Will you tell me how personally attack you feel when I try, <laughs> and then you say shit like that? That's totally not fair. I watch, I watch just as much, if not more, intellectual cinema than you do. Like really? that's 
yeah, I watch I watch documentaries, I watch dramas, I watch British dramas, I watch small films, I watch old movies, I watch eighties movies, all that I stuff. watch silent films. Like like you make it seem like I come home and I'm just like I've got five televisions set up and I've got like like Bad Boys Two and Con Air and all five Transformers <laughs> movies and and one and one is just a one is just a cycling picture of a car on fire and the other TV is actually is, the other TV is actually just cracked and on fire itself. That's what that's what I do all day long. And I say, hey kids, I can't take care of you right now. Go over to the other room. I want you to pour soda on your fruity pebbles and with a side of junior mints. And that's what you're gonna do all day long because daddy's busy watching stuff blow the fuck up. <laughs> Now I'm going to think that's what you're doing every day. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that's how they're treating people, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what this movie, that's what all these big budget, uh, we're going to throw out tension and story. Like, Because here's the thing. Here's a great example of, and, and this was within that film. Like, if you lift that sequence, the sequence, like, because I did enjoy the the Shining sequence. And I mean, before you get to like being hacked up by the weird zombie lady with a big axe, which makes no sense. But before that moment, when they're in the place and it's creepy and like he goes into the room, like H goes in that room and they're all like, we need to go to room two, whatever. He's like, we got no business going in that room. Like that shit's great. I really did enjoy that sequence. I'll give it to you. And it was the and it was the tension and the creepiness of the before. Like, oh, hey, there, little girls. Do you, do you know the way out? Like, <laughs> that shit's great. Because, like, they're all like, no, 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 H, don't. And then, like, the blood rolls down. And they're like, what the? Like, and that's, but is that big flashbang action? No, it's tension. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there are moments, the, the, the tension is in the book. And you could have done the tension. And you didn't have to rely on this big, wild, crazy, stupid death race sequence that makes no fucking sense in the oh, very it's beginning. Fav- it's one of it's not only my favorite sequence in the film, it's one of my favorite sequences in the last ten years in cinema. Oh dear I, God. But we'll talk really? about that next time. Hey, listen, I think that I think you're right. Uh we're clearly gonna split this episode up into two. So uh I think next week we're just gonna come back with round three, the final round. The final the countdown. Final round a song that I can't believe didn't perfect. make it into this film. I know. Um, I'm very surprised. So uh, we're going to give this film the t- the time it deserves. Uh, next time, I think we'll hit the characters uh, and 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 final thoughts on on. We Ready do have Player to actually One. do a comparison of 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 like a legit because I tried to stick to the film's flaws of of its on its own. Sure. But so like, next so next time next time we're going to talk specifically film versus movies. What worked? What what, what yeah. didn't? We'll do one more on Ready Player One. Um, lots of Star Trek news coming up. By the way, there's a new new Star Trek Discovery out to watch right now as we speak. Uh, what? The, the, yeah, it's uh, Trek Shorts uh, is out on CBS All Access right now. Um, so Fuck, uh, I didn't even know that. I'm watching. Yeah, that. they're only like ten minutes long, and I've heard the first one doesn't work that well. So, um, oh, so we'll man. see. The trailer for season two of Discovery is out now. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, I'm interesting to what you think about uh, the revamped Klingons and uh, the first image of new bearded Spock. Uh, in in the new trailer for for Discovery, lots to talk about for Star Trek. I'm so glad. Look. 
love or hate the film, you're getting like three or four hours of 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 podcast out of it, and everybody's happy about that because Alexi is back. So I'm glad you're I'm glad you're back. It's great to have your voice again. <laughs> it's great we'll to have me yell at you. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how great that part is, but all right. Well, my name is Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.